Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. I'm your host Shane, as always, and thanks for tuning in. But uh, before we get into the show... If you guys don't mind uh, dropping me a review or rating on uh, app iTunes, on Spotify, anything, uh, always appreciated. Uh, that's one of the things that can help the show grow. Also, uh, word of mouth, if you have any friends that are into this type of conversation or any weird topics, if you don't mind uh, dropping the name, Increase of Our Reality or Open Minds Media or Bizarre Encounters, any of the, any of the plethora of shows that I do, it's always appreciated. And uh, if you're not already doing it, come and uh, follow me on social media. I'm mostly active on Instagram for pretty much anything that I do. Uh, I also do have a Telegram set up for Increase of Our Reality, and if you're not already part of that, um, it's starting to build up. We're starting to get some more people talking on there, so uh, it's always going to be a good time once we get everything rolling. Uh, it's just a matter of time, and uh, you know, just getting everybody to hop in, and uh, feel free to have the conversations, because I feel like a lot of people will hop in and feel like they can't talk, but I want to hear everything that you guys have to say, so feel free to come and talk all you want on the Telegram. And if you're not already checking it out, go and check out Bizarre Encounters. Um, Open Minds Media, if you're not already checking that out also, it's kind of the umbrella for all the stuff I do. So that is uh, Inquiries of Our Reality, Bizarre Encounters, Bite Size Bizarreties, Big Dumb Inquiries, all that fun shit. And there might even be more in the future. Who knows? So definitely go and check that out. And uh, if you're not already subscribed to the Patreon, I did add some new tiers to that. And there's extra little features for each of those. So definitely go and check those out. And with the Patreon, it's the Open Minds Media Patreon. So rather than just getting inquiries about reality or whatever, if you come and check out that Patreon, you get all four shows that I do. And if I add any more in the future, you'll also get those. So it's more bang for your buck. Don't just get one show on Patreon when you can get a plethora of shows. And uh, if you want to donate to the show in a different way, um, I am also set up on Kofi. I'm set up on Anchor, which is my RSS host. So, you know, whatever you're listening to me on, going all the way down to the bottom, there'll be a little thing that says support on Anchor. You can click there and uh, you can donate if you'd like to. Um, I also have Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal set up. If anybody would like to, uh, you know, donate some money for some kombucha or some upgrades to equipment or just keep building it up. So eventually, hopefully, I can do this as a uh, full-time thing. Um, anything is appreciated. Um, I don't want to put anything crazy behind a paywall. I'm kind of trying to do the value-for-value value concept where, you know, I'm going to put out a bunch of content for you guys and I'm not going to split it in half in the middle, do anything like that. Um, you know, just if you appreciate what I do and you got a little bit extra, you know, just come and support it. And it's always appreciated. And, uh, of course, I'll give you guys shout-outs on the show if anybody wants to come and support the show. Um, you can also support the show by picking up some merch. Um, I have the Open Minds Media 
Patreon, uh, not just the Patreon, but Open Minds Media merch store. So there again, like I just like the Patreon, you can find all all the shows that I do. Um, there's hoodies, there's long sleeve shirts, all that fun shit. Um, I should be adding some more stuff on there. Uh, just tell me what you guys might be interested in, and I'd be more than happy to add it to the merch store. And uh, if you're not already doing it too, go and check out Crypto Theology. Uh, my buddy Joe over there, he's uh, always putting out some awesome designs. He's got endless amounts of them. I mean, they're, they're awesome. If you haven't already checked them out, I'm always posting on the uh, on my pages just a bunch of pictures of me wearing the different shirts. Um, he has a bunch of parody shirts of a bunch of old TV shows, of movies, um, a lot of cool stuff going on over there. And there should be some more awesome uh, collab designs going on in the future. So there's a little tab there now for Open Minds Media. So yeah, just go and check out Crypto Theology if you haven't already. Everything that I've mentioned, all available under the link tree. Uh, the one for Increase of Our Reality is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. And uh, if you want to check out Open Minds Media, that link tree is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And with that, welcome to the show, everybody. Hobby researcher Thrash. How's it going today, man? It's going. How are you doing, man? Not too bad. For the uh, third start now, just because of, uh, you know, always fun part of podcasting. A lot of fun technical difficulties, but hey, man, that's why we restart. So we want to make sure we give all the listeners the best sound we possibly can. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least on the post recording, they're not actually going to hear any of the tech issues. They're just going to come in with you, with us apologizing for them, and then we'll just keep rolling with it. So Perfect. it'll be good, man. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, I guess for anybody who doesn't know who you are, why don't you kind of give them a rough idea about who you are, other than the fact that, uh, of course, that I... Recently heard you on New York Patriot show, and that was why I figured we should have this awesome conversation. So, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I just did one on Native Americans. I did there's a part one and a part two, and then on the New York Patriot show, I did a pretty long episode, like two and a half hours, I think, on Jehovah's Witnesses, because uh, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, and uh, really, that I would say that's what caused me to get into a lot of these subjects and researching the subjects that we do. Um, yeah. Cause honestly they have a lot of similar viewpoints on certain things and that's kind of what got me into it. Even though I would no longer listen to a thing they say. <laughs> so I guess kind of going back to the very beginning of it, like what started to uh, make you question things and made you start in start to like research into like the fringe and other methods of thinking? Uh, well, what caused me to kind of think about it was my family itself. They very hypocritical. They did one thing down there and then left a lived a completely different life at home. And it was, they did everything you weren't supposed to do. Drugs, alcohol, I mean, like meth, that kind of stuff. Um, and so it made me question, like, well, if this is what they're believing and they're not even listening to it, why should I believe it? So that what kind of originally got me questioning it. But I always went back to it up to a degree my whole life, basically not necessarily going down to their church or anything, but at least reading their Bible and kind of doing some studying of the Bible and stuff. Um, 
but recently I, it, it, I, when I did that show on New York Patriot, it, it really made me change my mind about them. Cause I always still kind of had a, I don't know. They were still always kind of there for me a little bit. Although I didn't go down there. I still kind of believed in them a little bit until I, I, I was finding all kinds of crazy stuff about them. Like, uh, like the pedophilia stuff. And like they had, they were like researching the, like, okay, so the governing body are the people that basically run the whole organization. Well, people in the little churches and stuff would be, um, somebody would be molesting the kids or something. And then the people that run the church, the smaller church would be your, um, what are they called? Um, elders. So there's normally like, I can't remember the number, maybe six or seven of them. And they're like your, the high ups at the church. So they would do the research on the, whatever, if somebody molested somebody and they had this detailed packet that the governing body would send to them. And it was basically an interrogation a police interrogation. It was what happened when it happened, every detail and then once that information's gathered, they then have a meeting with everybody in the room. So the person that did it and the victim. But it turned out they weren't reporting any of it to the police. They would send it back to the governing body and nothing was done about it. Basically, they didn't want it to get out and tarnish the name. So what was the uh, like reason for keeping record of it, do you think, just so that they have it on file for themselves? Or do you think it was mainly as like a placebo effect to try to make the, the victims feel better? Like they were actually doing something and actually reporting it, even though they weren't actually doing anything with the information after it was collected. Yeah, they were, they kept it. They would store, like they literally kept them in files and they would just build them up. So let's say the person did it five times over 15 years they have files on all that and they still they don't they for i don't know it almost makes Maybe. me seem like they might use it for like blackmail or something potentially because they have like physical solid proof of something and if anybody ever wants to like speak out about the goings-on or you know if anybody ever does anything against like what they want them to do then they have like a file of blackmail on them and they could potentially bank it up like you're saying or if they did it five times with the same person or you know spread across 20 different people, then they have 20 different files with full information that they could use as blackmail against that person. That's exactly what I was going to say. Blackmail. It's more than likely that. Yeah. And it just leverage over that person. Um, so a little bit into their, um, beliefs. So they don't do holidays, none. So growing up, I literally never did Christmas didn't do Halloween, nothing. Maybe Thanksgiving, you'd kind of meet and eat, but it wasn't anything like that. No birthdays. I never had a birthday. Was there a reason for that? Uh, yeah, um, which to a degree, I can agree with some of it. Um, like, let's say Christmas. Well, the reason why they don't do Christmas is because it's a pagan holiday. And... Um, yeah, and they, they, they believe it's not uh, the day that Jesus died either. 
It's weird that, to hear a religion recognize it as a pagan holiday. <laughs> Usually it's one of those things they kind of exactly. just like deny. <laughs> like, oh, it's not pagan. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, well, I remember when I was a kid, like I would kind of question and my family would break out books, not just Jehovah's Witness books, but like there's a book called The Two Babylons and all kinds of books that, that go into proving that. So my family was already kind of researching those topics. Yeah. And they like, they don't do Easter. Same reason. It's a pagan holiday. Um, birthdays. They don't do uh, because I think the only recorded birthday in the Bible was King Herod. And there was somebody got murdered. I think they had somebody's head on a platter or something. I can't quite remember the scriptures, but um, that's the only instance. Also it, it was a pagan practice. So so that's why. So that's kind of how I actually started getting into these topics a little bit. Um, that you don't vote, you do not participate in voting. It's, you know, they believe they're the new world order. Like they're, they're just scum. That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of similarities between the Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses. Like just certain things, not not really the doctrine as much, but just certain practices they do like they're like the only ones that go door to door that I can think of anymore um, at least. <laughs> well, now since COVID they just send you letters. See, I have gotten and, a few uh, of those. <laughs> and what actually really irritated me, I went on their website. Um, hopefully I'm not using words you don't want me to use here in a second. Um, no, Phil Flitterman speaks over here, my friend. You can say whatever you choose to say. Okay, perfect. Um, so the Jehovah's Witness on their website, they have a section, questions. And they have different sections, and they have good questions, good little topics like who's God and different stuff like that. Well, they got one, COVID-19. You click on it. And I start reading it, and they're like basically saying, oh, this, this is God's plan listen to God, God, God put these people in place and, um, we should be, uh, uh, we should be listening to all guidelines and this and that. And I'm telling you growing up, that is not how they would have reacted. In my opinion, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have listened to them. They would say that they're evil, that Satan's the one that put these people in power and they're not to be trusted. But now all of a sudden they're like for it. And like they have a, it's almost like a university for them. It's called Bethel. And you go there to basically learn to become a missionary. Well, they're not even allowed to leave. They're just supposed to stay on this compound. It's a gated compound. And alcoholism isn't supposed to be a thing, which of the witnesses you are allowed to drink, but in moderation. It turns out like there's a lot of people that have um, left and they have YouTube channels and they have like attested for people that are in there saying like, like people are just like getting drunk and drinking all the time to deal with the depression and, and all that kind of stuff. It's quite depressing because like I said, I've always been, it's always, there, I've always had a kind of a place in my heart for them until 
I really dwelled deep into research because I always was just kind of scared about researching it, you know, because I just didn't want, you know, it's the only thing I'd known in a way, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up that like being taught everything that they teach you and, and to find out it's just basically bullshit is very depressing. <laughs> what do you think is like the reasoning for that? Do you think that it's uh like the religion is intended to hide the weird taboos of the people who are high up in the religion? Or do you think that it's uh just, you know, a religion that's just kind of been misconstrued and had wokeism kind of seep into it along the way? Like what, what, what do you think is really like going on behind the scenes, at least coming from somebody who grew up with that upbringing? I think personally, when they first started, I think they had good intentions because people will disagree with me on this, but I, personally, I think they have done a lot of research on the Bible. Their translations are pretty, pretty close. Like you can bring any Bible and set it next to it. And, it doesn't vary that much. In fact, it's a little bit easier to read. Um, something happened. I think money got to them because the guys at the top, they're making no telling. Like they're, they're buying real estate all over the world. Like they're known for Brooklyn, New York. They had this big sign watchtower and they had all these big skyscrapers and buildings and everything in Brooklyn and they sold it and they made millions off of it because they took good care of it. So these buildings were all up to date. Everything was kept up. It, it, it. And then Jordan Maxwell has a story. If you know Jordan Maxwell, cause he was a Jehovah's witness. He, he claims that he met with like, he was like eating dinner with the higher ups, like in the religion and that, there was a guy there from Chase Manhattan and he told him they just have an open checkbook. Like they just can write anything they want buy whatever they want. Like what do you, what do you think is like, is like the intention? Do you think that it's, it's all just specifically about money or do you think that it's a matter of like control and power that they're trying to kind of like rule things from behind the scenes? Cause it almost kind of appears that way, at least from them owning realty. It just more often than not, it seems like a lot of places will try or a lot of, groups will try to buy things up behind the scenes and then once they own half of say a community for example then they're able to almost like control the community and then it turns into a kind of a political thing where then they're able to like swing votes and everything because they own property in specific areas and i don't know do you, do you think there's like a like a bigger broader picture of it or do you think it strictly just kind of goes back to money it's not just money definitely not just money it's uh well, they believe if you're not a part of them, you're going to die in Armageddon. Although they do believe there is a resurrection, which is in the Bible, that you will come back for the millennial reign of Christ. But then if you failed or didn't do what you're supposed to again, then you will be you'll die and you'll never live. No hell. They don't believe in hell either. So there's no torment or anything like that. But it, it's the control. They they move into an area. They, they start preaching. They get everybody in there to believe it. And then, then that equals more money. 
And it seems like they almost take away from the individual in a sense too, because you said with the not celebrating birthdays, um, not doing holidays, things like that, it seems like they take a lot of character away from the individual and they kind of have that group mentality going of think as a whole, kind of like the hive mind kind of concept. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, I, I get what they're meaning with the holidays and stuff, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of wrong for a kid not to experience those things when everybody they go to school with is experiencing those things. Some kid at your buddy at school has a birthday party. You can't go even though he invited you. Uh, yeah. It, you know, a lot of these things in my opinion have not just, they're not all just pagan holidays. Like, yeah, I get the backstory and stuff, but a lot of the stuff is just, it's supposed to be about family and just being together and enjoying each other's company and stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, so do you still like, uh, like, like believe and follow the practice of the religion or did you start kind of researching into other religions? And I guess that might kind of segue into another one, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It might be kind of a personal question, but just from that kind of an upbringing, like where, where do your uh, beliefs kind of lie currently? To be honest, I'm kind of confused spiritually. I'm trying to find my answers. It's a very complicated question. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we could get into a million opinions and theories I, I, about I, that. I, I feel like I, I would still have leniences towards being Christian, what you'd call Christian. Um, I, I do believe in the Bible to a degree. And, but I'm open to every, anything. I'm still trying to find, I don't necessarily, I've come to the conclusion, I don't believe one church is, is necessarily the right one. You know, I just feel if you find, if you find God and believe in him, that that's what he wants. Not necessarily, I gotta be a Catholic and just a Catholic and that's it. And nope. Anything, I, I don't know, yeah. Just from uh, from all of your different research that you've done, have you ever um, kind of, I guess, kind of stepped back and kind of felt like everything is somewhat about the same thing? Because that's, that's kind of where I usually lie more often than not, is that it seems like there's all these different religions, but if you really break things down to key components, I feel like they're all just different perspectives of the same story and same events. And, of course, they're interpreted through humans' eyes. And, you know, people at certain times not necessarily fully understanding maybe what's going on. Um, I don't know if you get into, like, the advanced technology type of concepts, um, but, you know, like, a lot of things that we may have perceived as, like, magic back in, like, religious books may not have actually been magic. It may, be in, may have been some type of, like, advanced technology, so to speak, or whatever. But just in general, it's kind of stepping back, I guess. Cause I started going down a little other tangent on that one. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, kind of view that there may be a, I don't want to say necessarily a single creator, but maybe people choose to see more of like a single creator because it's just like a, like a concept that's unfathomable by most people. Just the whole concept of a creator to begin with, unless you humanize it and try to make it as much like you as you possibly can. And it may be something like far beyond that where, you know, we're, you have one group that's envisioning him as this 
this uh, creator as like a, like a giant human being type of type of thing. And then other ones will refer to it as like a universal consciousness where it's more of like a, maybe like shaped like a nebula or something, but I don't know, just coming back to like human perspective. Um, what, what, what's kind of your opinion on it? Do you, do you kind of see those things and see connections with that? Or do you kind of see everything I, as a split? I, I definitely see something more towards it's like a universal consciousness, not necessarily a, like a person i don't think it would be just like a guy i i I think it would like almost the concept like okay when i took lsd before like you know i'd stepped outside because it was hot inside and it was cooler and it just felt like i was like with one with the air and i feel like that's kind of what it is like he's there he's and not necessarily he's a he, I'm saying he, but not, I don't even necessarily, I don't even think it's like a, necessarily a man, even though we would still call it a father or like heavenly father or something like that. See, I'm glad you brought this up because I've been on this, I don't know, I guess this method of thought recently. Um, and it all kind of weirdly enough got inspired by, I've, I've watched 1408, that Stephen King movie, well, not movie, but movie based on one of his short stories a bunch of times. And I'd watched it recently, and I've been kind of wondering about this concept of we try to give something, uh, I guess, like a like a, like a a form. Like, we'll look at, like, hauntings, for example, or, like, a god, for example, as being some type of, like, physical being. But what if it's not so much that things are, like, a physical being, but it's almost like a, like a conscious force? So, like, for anybody that isn't familiar with that movie... It's about, like, a haunting, but it's not, like, there's ghosts, like, haunting the hotel room. It's, like, the hotel room itself has some type of, like, force or, like, consciousness to it. So, just even going back to, like, hauntings in general, um, things that we perceive as gods, things of other worlds, like, we try to put, like, a like a physical, like, image on it like like it's like a like a physical being that you can like grab and touch but what if like all these things are something more than that and it's just unfathomable by most people to think that there could be like a conscious force um i don't know just what, what do you what do you kind of think about, about that 100 percent. there's more to it than just just oh i can physically touch it oh it's standing right there uh yeah i think there's like other dimensions and everything that are intermingling with our world all the time so anything's possible like like i can kind of get into some of my paranormal stuff and tie i want to kind of tie it in with how i started um there was a point in my life where i was arguing with my family and i would no there is no god like no that's stupid like i would argue with them and like just and I had to just stop one day and kind of think because a lot of crazy stuff was happening in my life at that time. And for instance, uh, there was this house I lived in. It was before the house I lived in previously, before I had that, that thought like arguing with my family and stuff. And there was always weird stuff with that house and it would, 
you always had a weird feeling, even when I was a kid. Very weird feeling. And uh, I didn't always have that feeling. Um, but there, I've had when certain family members would drink alcohol in that house, the whole atmosphere would change. It was cold. It felt like you were like in a pool. And for a long time, it just felt like that. Like I never saw anything or heard anything other than maybe like a family member might be trying to talk to something in another dimension or something. And uh, one night I was asleep in my room. And in the middle of the night, I had a dream. I remember this dream like it was yesterday. And in the dream, I was walking home from school. And from in the dream, I was like, there was somebody behind me the whole time, like super far away. So they just looked like a little tiny little person, like a shadow or something. So when, when you would walk home, there was like this tunnel that you had to go under, under the highway. Otherwise you'd have to walk all the way around the highway. So we'd always take that tunnel home. Well, I went through the tunnel and then there was like a spot missing that wasn't there in real life. But then there was this trail that was near my house. Well, there was this big field after the tunnel, which there was a field before the, the trail. Then there was the trail. I go over and then I'm walking towards my house. I see my house. I go in the garage. Now in the garage, there was a staircase that went down that went into the basement. Now in real life, when you got to the bottom of the stairs to the right over here was a window. Well, in my dream, it was right in front of the bottom of the stairs. So a big window. Well, that thing that was following me the whole time who I thought was a person was bam, right there in the window. And it was a shadow person. They were all black. And it was like daylight. And it scared me so bad. I woke up and next to me in bed, like right next to me, there was like an outline of a body. So like a silhouette of a body. But on the inside, it was like light, all light. It was like a LED light bulb color, like bluish, completely filled the whole silhouette. And to the point where when I closed my eyes and rolled over and put my pillow over my head, I could still see it. Like when you look at a light, you close your eyes, you can still see it. So I just acted like... I, I wasn't scared. I was scared to death, but I just rolled over and went to sleep. Mind you, my dog's laying right next to me. She didn't move. She didn't budge. Nothing. And that was the first time I ever seen something. This was uh, when you were, you were fully awake at that point, right? When you like, you physically saw this thing, it wasn't like you were like half in dream state or dream mode or anything. No, it scared me so bad. I woke up. I, I remember looking around my room and to on my bed to my right was that silhouette. And it was just like hovering there. It wasn't a full body. It was just like from the waist up, like just right there. 
did it give off it, like it, any like energy or emotions or anything? Like, did you feel like, like, of course you were scared of it because it was something that, uh, like is you're unfamiliar with, of course, but it itself, was it giving off like an energy, like it was trying to scare you or did it seem like it was more so trying to like communicate or something with you? There was an energy that was trying to scare me, but I feel like me not reacting to it. Um, yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it didn't have as much power or something like it didn't what it's golden work. Say it's uh like, I don't know, like when it comes to shadow people experiences, I haven't heard of uh that form before. Like it almost seems like, um, I don't know, like something a little bit different because especially when you get into like shadow people, there's a lot of different theories on them that they may not be one specific type of, being but more so just something that we can't perceive by our eyes because they might exist in a different light spectrum completely or maybe they do have a full physical form that's why you'll see like the hat men the one with certain eyes um the crawlers all those different ones but the ones with the light um i don't know i haven't i haven't heard of that particular type before even though it definitely fits the uh the, the category of it but i've always kind of questioned whether or not i guess you could say shadow people come from a theoretical place called the void which may just be like an empty dimension almost. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, there could be an opposite of that that's like a like a light dimension and maybe there's like something that's the complete opposite of shadow people and maybe that's partly, you know, what some of these energy beings are that a lot of people claim to see and uh, maybe that was also a different form of them or a different, I guess, type of energy being from that same dimension. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just trying to spec speculate here and just kind of come up with theories for it, but and I never had this thought before, and I thought, like, oh, maybe it was something like trying to protect me from what was in the dream, because like you said, it was like the opposite, like it was like light, it wasn't dark, it wasn't a shadow. Did you? Uh, I don't know. Did you? It, did you, you didn't get sleep paralysis or anything like that after this experience, did you? No, because I could roll over. I remember rolling over and putting the pillow on my head. And... Yeah, I've never even had paralysis before. Yeah, it almost seems like it's, I don't know, it could be two converging different things. Because usually when you see like the, the light, bright light, especially when it turns to blue, I feel like more often than not, it almost seems like it kind of has like an ancestors kind of vibe to it where maybe there was something dark that was trying to infringe and yeah. it just hasn't been able to fully manifest in the house yet because when it comes to most hauntings or different things happening, it seems like it's it's never just there one day. It's it's like a buildup because the negative emotion in the house like builds up. So maybe because of the drinking, all the negative emotions going on in the house, it was kind of like the beginning preempt of it. So maybe yeah. this, it was, this thing's way to uh, kind of like reach the ground to get to, to where you are was through, through your dream state. Just, I don't know, to think of a different, uh, theoretical option possibly. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason I've always thought it was the thing in the dream, but I had that thought in my head today that maybe it was something trying to protect me from something that whatever that was in the dream. Yeah. Did Very you, interesting. Yeah. Did you end up seeing, uh, either of these two beings again by chance? I never saw the light being again, but uh, okay. I'm going to go into a little story here. 
it's going to involve the shadow person many times. And I went, so that house caught fire and it was a big, it literally burnt. Like the only rooms that didn't burn were my room and the basement. And that happened like a few months after I had that dream. And so then we lived at this hotel for a while because the fire insurance and stuff was like helping us stay at the hotel, new hotel. And one day, one day me and my buddy are coming back from the pool and we hear the elevator go off behind us. And we were like young men, like, 13 or 14 so we're like oh, maybe it's a hot chick so we're like turning around to see nobody ever comes out from where the elevator spot was but farther down the hallway at the very end so it's hotel hallway so there's a room here and a room here well the shadow person went right across it was like a split second and me and my friend both saw it that was it we're all freaked out so then we come back another day maybe a day or two later coming back from the pool and our room is on the opposite end of where that shadow was seen a couple days ago and it was on the corner so we were like here there was a laundry room here and the hallway to other rooms went like that right into the laundry room or we're walking towards the room the shadow person walked from that hallway into the laundry room so we get up to the room and look at the laundry room. There's nobody in there. And then we move rooms. So then we move down the hallway, uh, like five rooms or something. And this is probably like a week later or something. And I'm watching the NBA finals. So I'm like combing my hair in the mirror or something. And the 180 degrees behind me is the TV. And then there's a window, like a big hotel window. I turn around to look at the game, the score, and outside the window was a shadow person peeking through the window, looking at me, broad daylight. So, and it like pissed me off because this is like now it's like watching me through the window. Ran over there. There's nobody outside. It's on like the second floor and it's like way high off the ground. There's no lad. There's, it wasn't a person. And yeah, it's so it, 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 it started messing with me like more after the fire. Maybe there's a little bit of a lag there. <laughs> as soon as you start talking about some shadow people, man, it always seems like there's uh, always yeah, some weird little tech things that'll start to happen. Weird. I think they can definitely do stuff to the technology, in my opinion. Oh yeah, they're already traveling if they wanted to. So they're traveling interdimensionally to begin with. And I mean, seems like this one in particular, I'm not, I don't know like how the story ends up ending, of course, if it ends, but uh it seems like it has an attachment to you or it's interested in you for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's something that has followed a family member for a long time. And I think it just came back 
or something happened to cause it to come back or something. And I have reasons, but I'm not going to get into those. Um, they're kind of personal. So it continued on later. And like I said, this part of my life was insane, crazy. And it just seemed like it was like five, six years of just the craziest stuff would happen to the family with this paranormal stuff happening at the same time. Well, a family member got murdered. And uh, one, of the, one of the family members that drank started really drinking. And then it we had to move from that house and I moved in with a different part of my family. And, uh, this was after the house assumably got fixed after staying in the hotel. Yeah. We moved to a different house that wasn't burnt. Gotcha. That did not the burnt house, but a different house. And I never really saw anything there. There's weird feelings, but, um, then that news came of our family member and just, it was chaos for a while. And we moved to a different family member's house and all of a sudden a shadow person appeared again. And we were like in an apartment, like two bedroom. And it was like five of a family members like living there. Like I was sleeping on an air mattress in the living room. And one night, I'm looking towards down the hallway towards like the bathroom and I see these shadow feet walking towards me. They were like, like barefoot, like, like didn't, it wasn't like shoes or anything. And then all of a sudden I get hit like super hard, like so hard. Like it felt like, like in my chest that my shoulder popped out and, and it was like, Oh, and I was kind of like in a daze and I, I, I woke up the next day and my shoulder was killing me. So I knew I had like that actually happened. Like it wasn't like a dream or something. And then, then one day I went to take my dog out to go to the bathroom and we're going down the stairs were about to go downstairs and on both ends of the hallway, there's windows and I see behind me in the reflection in the window, there's like a shadow person. And it was like as tall as a ceiling, like seven feet tall, eight feet tall, scared me so bad. I ran out. And then we like just ran back in after, of course, cause I didn't want to see anything, but <laughs> We, I moved from that apartment to another house and I've never seen it again. Just stopped one day and just has never seen it again. The uh, family member that you said got uh, murdered, is that the one that uh, you believe that this, th this thing could have possibly been attached to before you? No, um, but... I think somebody that knew that family member had done like a spell or something on her. And it was a her. I don't mind saying that. Uh, 
Yeah. I think the person that did it had done something. I, I believe that they done some sort of ritual because there was another family member's experience where they like, they were seeing like demons, like this is their claim. And that, that, that off in the distance, like the, the roof of the house was kind of like gone. Like you could see through it. And there was like a lady up above the house and it, it, the way he described it, it looked like the lady that did something to our, our family member that killed our family member. It's just a theory. I don't know, but it's, it's strange because it stopped a little bit after that, like a few months after all that happened and everything, it was gone. Like even at that apartment, I kind of, it stopped before I moved to that house. Was that the point where you were kind of like, uh, I don't want to say rejecting religion, but kind of in a way, like maybe when your spirituality was more open, that's when it kind of saw you as maybe more of a target. And then if something happened yes. to you where you closed yourself off, that's where it kind of was like, all right, on to the next one possibly. Yeah, because I had that dream, and then I moved to that house after the fire, and then that dream happened in that house that burnt, and uh, I remember specifically, remember I said, like, I was yelling, arguing with family members over God, and God's not real, and all this, and then one night I was just thinking, like, wait, I've already kind of been experiencing stuff that would be considered in the Bible that they talk about those kind of things. And it kind of made me have a second thought, like because of how traumatic all that stuff was and legitimately there was something happening for a while, like four or five years. Do you, um, do you think that it was, um, I don't know, part of, I guess, you said that, that your family was kind of doing dark things behind behind closed doors. So it kind of fits, like, the characteristics of a shadow person. But just at least from, like, your experience and your perspective, do you think that it was not a shadow person, but maybe something more or possibly something trying to disguise itself as a shadow person? I feel like it was demonic, for sure. And save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. maybe it was disguising itself as a shadow person or something, but yeah, it, I think it was a demon for sure. Do you think that it may have potentially been involved with, uh, the, with the whole like murder that happened in your family potentially? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because that when I got punched 
in the chest and, and, and stuff that happened literally like right after. And when that other family member had that vision that they, uh, they called us and uh, one of the family members was pregnant at the time. And they said like, they're coming down there. Be careful. And the person was drunk. So we were kind of like bullshit. But I, I do think something happened because right after that, the person that was pregnant fell on the stairs, literally like down the stairs, like right after the phone call, like 30 minutes later or something. And that was weird. <laughs> Nothing happened. Everybody was good, but it was, yeah, it was very strange. The The family member that got killed, it was as horrific as you could possibly imagine. There was like torturing and then literally an execution. Like, it, 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 it was horrible, man. It was like out of a movie. And then even like the investigations and stuff were very strange and seemed kind of botched. Uh, yeah, it, I think that that shadow person had something to do with that. Like it was either involved somehow or something. When you say botched, I just are, honestly feel that. Do you mean that, like, uh, like maybe there was like occult things happening and involved, but like the police were trying to pretend like there wasn't? Because it seems like more often than not, if there's anything that they might perceive as like, uh, I don't know, possibly being magic in any way, shape, or form, or occult in any way, shape, or form, they try to like push it away it, so that people don't look I, into it, it much it's more. It's more of who the family member was. They were a drug dealer. So, and that the cops already kind of knew because there was like probably paperwork on the person. But I don't feel like that's that's good reason to not investigate somebody, like to solve it correctly and stuff. Because we got a lot of information on the side that just didn't add up to what they were telling us. They're probably trying to cover it up because of the fact that it was somebody that they didn't personally see a reason to look into just because of like the side of the law that they were on, you know. And uh, unfortunately, it seems yeah. like more often than not, if there is any murders that happen with drug dealers, whatever, they kind of do this like, uh, I guess, half ass research on it because they don't really care to solve it because they kind of. You know, they they, they very just, half-assed. Yeah, like they, they they don't care to solve it in the nicest way of for, possible. For instance, yeah, like for instance, like you watch those detective shows and CSI and all that, and they're like, oh, the person scratched somebody. We found a little flake of skin underneath their nail, and we found out who it is by doing a DNA test on it or something. Like my family member, literally, the, she had hair in her hand. There was scratch. She had scratched somebody. So she had like, you would think DNA underneath her nails and hair. They said none of it could be 
tested and that the hair had no follicles, so it couldn't be tested. So it was all bunk. It was just, yeah, crazy. For instance, on the botching, like, so she had long hair in her hand. Well, they said only one person did it. That person had short hair and the hair color was completely different. Like, come on. So that means there's more people that were out there. And you just told us there's one. Maybe yeah. intentionally stuff, trying to hide like somebody's that. identity too, because maybe theoretically it could have been somebody that they knew that they were trying to cover up. Um, I don't know. When it comes yeah, to cops, and, man, you never know what their method of thinking could be because it could be even something and, as simple and, and as... Sorry. It was a little bit of a lag, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, it's like... And we knew from previous experience, like... Like, from people our family members knew and stuff, like... That the, there was a lot of dirty police in the area and they... They did a lot of bad stuff. Like they definitely had informants and all all kinds of crazy stuff. Hey, for all you know, man, it could have been one of their informants, and they told him to do it. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> True. So uh, I guess kind of bouncing back into the the shadow people thing, because I definitely want to talk to that about that for a little bit more too. Um, okay. Did it seem like uh, anybody else started having experiences after you stopped having experiences, almost like it may have transferred to somebody else or, you know, found an interest in somebody else? Uh, I know one of the family members kind of had an experience daring where they kind of got pushed on the bed, but that was it. So, assumably, I guess it. if it did transfer to anybody, they may... I don't know how open your family is, but maybe maybe they're potentially keeping it a secret or maybe it found a whole other thing to go do where maybe it was temporarily attached to your family because of the dark energy, but once everything kind of started to dissipate and everybody seemed like they kind of went and did their own separate things, maybe it just didn't have as much energy to pull off of there, potentially? Well, well one of the family members was like pretty religious and they had like religious stuff hanging up. And one time I saw it trying to come in through the door, like it like walked in through the door, but then it never like went past those items on the wall, almost like it, it couldn't get past it. So I think maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe that kind of like stopped some of that stuff from getting in. So especially if it's a, uh something more than a shadow person that could be potentially hiding itself behind something else and uh, kind of bouncing into a broader idea and spectrum of things. Um, I kind of entertain the idea sometimes that maybe a lot of these entities that we're looking at are all part of the same thing and they're just different types of like mimics or things that can hide themselves as different things. And uh, that being said, maybe you know, you put, you put power into an item. It doesn't matter necessarily what religion it is. Um, and maybe it can keep whatever this mimic type thing is away because I mean, you'll even hear about like alien abduction sometimes that people will like pray to God and the aliens will back off. Um, you'll hear of just a, a bunch of stuff that seems to relate back to whatever religion seems to have the most power behind the symbol. And, it seems to work across a wide spectrum of a lot of things. And when you look into a lot of like old cultures, there's a lot of reference to mimics and there's a lot of reference to other creatures, but 
yeah, just bringing it back to a broader perspective. Uh, what if a lot of these different types of beings and creatures that we're looking at are all the same thing? They're just hiding themselves under different faces because they're able to do so. Yeah. It, I, th- I can see it a couple different ways. I think it, it could be like maybe one particular kind of thing mimicking, like mimicking, trying to be something and trying to get people to kind of think differently because they've seen something. So, Oh, so that must mean that's real now or something, but then it could be the complete opposite. Like it could be, there's tons of different stuff like from giants and fairies and like, elementals and different types of demons and maybe even satan or angels and i I think it's more more likely more that like it's a very broad strange thing and maybe they might be in several different dimensions like certain ones are in this one and then other ones are in a different one above that or something like that so one thing I've always kind of tried to imagine is like we exist within, let's say like this, a center point, and then you go to the right and there's like a, like the fade dimension, you know, and then you go to like the the left and then there's like the, what we perceive as like demons and angels, maybe so dimension. And then you go up and maybe that's where there's like different creatures and things that evolved from different areas. Maybe that's where like the Bigfoot phenomenon and like alien phenomenon comes in or even Splitting that into a different thing, maybe if you go down, maybe that's where like the extraterrestrial phenomenon comes from. And we're just like this converging point that all of these different types of beings and entities are able to enter into where we're at because we're the the middle bridge between all their different realities. You know, just, I don't know, kind of a weird thing to think about. I think that's, from what I believe right now, I think that's pretty close. I think that's, yeah, I think it's more than likely something like that. Because, I mean, we can't, we, as far as we know, we haven't really been into these other places or people have been into these other places. Not everybody listens to them or the stories get covered up or whatever. But, um, yeah, maybe we're the center point of it and everything has to converge through. Or maybe it's a lot broader than that. Again, because like I said, we haven't actually been into these other realms. Maybe if you sidestep into those other realms they're like a center cube and then there's another different realm that's another step to the right of them and then maybe we're the one to the to the left of them you know and it, it all kind of branches from there just like imagine like a bunch of cubes stacked on top of each other you know and we're just one of those cubes yeah. and different cubes have different edges touching at different spots and then you branch off from there and that's where you get a step over a step over a step over where shit starts getting weirder and weirder you know like maybe going to the right there could be like where fairies are and then the next one to the right is where gnomes are and those two are close they're able to converge over into each other's dimensions and maybe sidestep into ours. And then maybe there's like, uh, like creatures that barely make an appearance in ours. And maybe that's because there's like a dimension in between ours and theirs. And then they're only able to go so far over where you can only go one over and maybe a hair bit into the next one. Yeah. I like getting deep on theories. I apologize, man. If I'm throwing a bunch of weird stuff at you, but (laughs) that's great. Uh, yeah. Like, um, like the fairies, like the Native Americans, there's the crow have lots of stories of little people. And uh, they, 
they live in the rocks and stuff. And what they do, the crow actually, uh, to get married, you actually bring them a gift and they're, they're supposed to bless the marriage, like make it get the marriage. Good luck. Um, and there's lots of other stuff with the, the fairies of the crow. Um, then you got fairies of Ireland. Uh, and those are the only two I can think of right this second, but like that right there is, two separate cultures that were supposedly completely separated, but they both are seeing the sim similar creatures have stories of them and they're, they really believe they're real. It's not fake. Like they, they are real and they will tell you that. And the funny thing is over in Ireland, they live in the rocks. Same thing. They like it. it very interesting. I was going to say, even branching into the, uh, the concept that I was kind of entertaining earlier, um, when you seem, it seems like there's phenomenon happening, happening all over the place and it all is very similar phenomenon. Um, branching back into what I was saying about the potential cubes thing. Um, imagine it where, you know, here, here's, here's like the farthest North point of the cube. And then here's the farthest point South of the cube. So in our reality, there's going to be a certain group of people or a certain type of people that live in this farthest North point and a certain group or race or whatever you want to say that lives in the farthest uh, south point. Maybe it's the same within that other reality that it may all be a reality of these fey or little people, but there's different uh, groups and tribes or whatever you want to call or different like races within that other dimension too, because assumably with any other race or type of being, it's going to be just like people where there's multiple races of people and it's, we're, we're all people. We're all part of the same. We're all human beings, but there's different, like, I guess you could say variations of us. So who's to say, too, that you go into this this other world and they're all related to each other. They're all the same type of creature, but they're, like, different uh, different races of the same creature that have, of course, maybe just, like, people adapted to kind of, like, live in whatever region they're familiar with, you know? And maybe even just going into that overlaid yeah. reality, maybe it could be something as weird as, like, you take our reality and it's and it's mirrored and it looks exactly the same over there, like physically, but maybe you just like a like a slight tweak. Like a good I guess explanation for it would be like the the upside down, you know, and like Stranger Things, how it like has the same basic setup principle of the reality that we're in, but it's like the atmosphere is like a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could be looking at the same ground same layout you know where it seems like when you get into these like uh little people and other different lores and religions like they know the land maybe they know the land because it's the same land that's where they come from it's just like a different mirrored version of just like there's a building there yeah just it's just like a mirrored version of like their same area that they're looking at you know just like with a different like atmosphere to look to it you know but same like geographical setup yeah Sorry, I like to get weird, like I was saying. <laughs> and speaking of weird, by the way, since we're talking about fairies yeah, and things, I know that before the show, you mentioned that you had a fairy experience, and I would definitely love to hear it. Yes. Yeah, it was very strange. Okay, so here in Colorado, they used to have dab bars, and they were kind of like a little, like, 
you could like buy weed and dabs and stuff there, but they weren't a dispensary. And there was like some little loophole they were using where you could go in there without a card and you could like chill kind of like a bar and they had like bongs and stuff and other people. And anyways, they're doing that in Michigan. I they're go, saying go that you, uh, you donate and, and then yeah. you're not actually buying from them. You're just like donating to, yeah, to that's the exactly. place and then they gift it to you. That's the same shit they're doing in Michigan for a while, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I hadn't had anything that day. So I go in there and there's this random dude in there and he had like a new bowl, like packed green and he wanted me to, to start it. And it, it was completely green. And I remember I go to light it and all, all of a sudden on the end of the pipe, there was like, like little tiny, like, uh, um, like a maybe like an inch or something, and there was like s- something on the end that looked like a little fairy, and it, it like lit up the bowl a little bit. Like it looked like a little tiny little spot of the bowl like lit up, like it took a little hit from it, and then it was gone. Yeah, hundred percent saw it on the end pipe. It was like it was like somebody's like. Like somebody had like summoned it or something kind of thing. Like it was with somebody there and it was kind of like playing around and messing with people and stuff. Well, I mean, if you get into like psychedelic type things to begin with, it almost seems like it kind of opens up that doorway into that world. And I mean, be it mushrooms, be it whatever, like technically cannabis still is in the psychoactive category. So that being said, like when you take psychedelic type plants or just psychedelics in general, I guess maybe it uh, like thins the veil to the right. Like kind of like I was explaining that thing with like that realm where, you know, when you take different substances, maybe it thins the veil to a certain direction. Like, you know, when you hear people taking like hard drugs and then they start seeing demons and shit, maybe it thins the veil going to the right. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. Yeah. I like that idea. And uh, I don't know, just for like the fairy at the end of a bowl too. Like I don't know, it almost seems like uh has that like offering type of. I mean, shit, bro. If you're a little fucking fairy and you could you could jump into other dimensions, like why the hell wouldn't you take a take a hit off of a giant monster bowl? <laughs> and it looked like it was like kind of wearing green. I mean, so it was even funnier. Like it 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 like yeah, it was weird. Almost makes you and wonder. That was before I had anything, so. Yeah, throw a little bit of changa or uh, DMT in your bowl. You didn't even realize it. Oh no, that was a uh, fuck. What's the what's the green fairy drink? Absinthe. <laughs> they soak the weed in absinthe. Oh, ab- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, I also know that uh, you said that you were fascinated recently with Mandela effects, and that's been one thing that I have been digging into for years, and I always find it fascinating when I find new things. So. I guess, what are some of the new Mandela effects that you have been digging into? Because I'm always interested in hearing new ones, man. Well, first, like, how I got into it. It it was like, I think like 2015, 2016 or something. And my friend's girlfriend at the time was like, they all knew because I'm always like trying to talk conspiracies and stuff with them. And she's a complete normie. She's like, have you heard of the Mandela effect? I'm like, what the what the hell is that? No, she said, look it up. 
So like I got home later and looked it up. I've been hooked ever since. It blew my mind. And I couldn't believe somebody like that is then that like got me into it. What was uh, some of the weird. first ones that you started digging into that, you know, back in 2015, I'm assuming that the, uh, the main ones were obviously Mandela himself with the whole, did he go to jail and die in prison or did he live out the rest of his life? Fine. And then I know one of the other big ones back then was the, uh, the star Wars thing with uh, Luke, I'm your father and no, I'm your father. Yeah. The star Wars one, I think was one of the first ones. Yeah, the Mandela one, I don't even think think I'm too young. Yeah, I remember I he remember died in 2013, either. but because <laughs> like, I remember seeing the funeral on TV and stuff. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know about that one. I think the name is kind of dumb, to be honest with you. Like, Yeah, because the phenomenon spreads way farther than that. It was just, I feel like that was the first, like, popularized one. But um, I guess digging back into it, the whole concept. It was some like lady. For Mandela? Yeah, her name is like Fiona Broom. Like she like wrote about like something that like there's people that have uh, a memory of Mandela dying in prison, but now he's not. And then she went on like Art Bell. So she was yeah, probably the one that like sparked all of it. I was you threw me off for a second. I thought you were talking about Mandela being a girl. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, this is is this a new Mandela oh, effect I didn't even know about? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh entertaining a new one that I've heard a few times. I don't know if it's people fucking shit up, but I'm definitely curious. And if anybody's out there listening, I'm definitely curious what your guys' background on this one is. I've heard people recently saying that there was 52 states, and I've always known it as 50 personally, but just another one to possibly entertain. If anybody else has any information on that one, I would definitely like to hear if anybody else was uh, raised with 52 states. Yeah, I've been hearing that one too. Yeah, it's been people have been saying, oh, yeah, I remember 52 states, one being. Cincinnati was a state, I think, and uh, I think Washington, D.C. was a state. But I always remember 50 states. Always. There was always 50 stars on the flag. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so what's uh what's kind of your perception on the Mandela effect? Because, like I said, I always like to get deep into theories on, on all these different weird things. And uh, for me, at least, I don't know if it's necessarily related to CERN, but I definitely think that it has to do with uh, converging of realities more so than anything. That even going into a more expanded version of what I was kind of explaining with the blocks, maybe within the blocks there's also layers of blocks that it's like you have the fey block, you have the human block, you have the demonic block or whatever you want to call it, but there's still layers of blocks within those blocks that there's like infinite possible human dimensions just like there could be infinite possible like fey dimensions and they may all... Con- exist within this construct of like laying next to each other, but then there's still this like layer within them that it's like, Oh, it's hard. It's a hard concept to explain, but it's just like, uh, multiple things existing in the same point all at once. Yeah, no, I got you. I know exactly what you mean. It's like you have a little bit of each one inside of each other as it's going up. So they're almost one thing even though they're all separate in a way as well. 
And then it's like with the, all the weird stuff going on lately, be it that it's CERN, maybe it's just time itself starting to like fluctuate, but it seems like they're starting to like almost like warp through each other more where it's like you'll have like these bubble spots where like weird things will be like, hey, I remember this. Hey, I remember this. Or going into another thing, maybe it's all a psychological thing where you go into, a, I don't know, I guess governments potentially or whoever the power that be is trying to see if they can alter the perception of people by possibly changing things on the internet and they change things on the internet and they could potentially throw off everybody's perception of reality. So maybe it's also a theoretical test in that to see what, how far they can throw off people's memories just by changing things on the internet. Yeah. Uh, see me personally with it. I, 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 I don't really believe the CERN thing. I don't think there's a reasonable, a reasonable explanation for it right now. Personally, I, I've heard a lot of different theories that are pretty interesting, but I just don't know, man. I just, all I know is that there's hundred percent. I have memories of certain things that are no longer and never have been. And it's not me misremembering it because the mainstream and all that will tell you you're just misremembering. No, that I have very firm memories and I remember most stuff too. So I feel like, uh, yeah. What are some of the, uh, the main ones that you remember and that affect you? Cause I know I've told this story a few times on the show, but my main one for me is Curious George having a tail because I remember having a stuffed Curious George as a kid that I would spin by its tail above my head. So I know he had a tail because I remember specifically that I would spin this toy above my head. And now Curious George does not have a tail. So what are what are some of the main ones for you that you remember that affect you that you're like, no, dude, this is how it is? <laughs> yeah, the tail, for sure. That's definitely one. Like He always had a tail. Like I, I, yeah, I remember him like, hey, even in the cartoon, like he would kind of like hang from it and stuff. Um, uh, another one that's kind of personal. Okay, so I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Well, there was this book for kids called uh, Bible Stories, and there was a big picture in there. It's like a painting, and it's a little boy, and he has a little lamb and a little lion like a baby lion and a baby lamb, a lion and the lamb will lay together. Now it's wolf and the lamb and hundred percent. It was lion and lamb. Just from that book alone. I remember seeing the picture. I even found the book and looked pictures not there. See, I even remember just going into expanding past the Bible, but still using that terminology. The whole thing with uh, March comes in like a lion and exits like a, like a lamb or vice versa, that it comes in like a lamb and exit exits like a lion. So it's like, where else would that have terminology would have came from besides biblical? Cause it's, that's the only place that you put those two things together. So even for me growing up, I always remember it being the lion and the lamb, not the wolf and the lamb. Yeah. And, and isn't, I think, uh, isn't Jesus supposed to be a, a lion and a lamb? Like, I feel like that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, another one. Uh, just kind of a weird the, thing the, to think about, too, just in the process of this. Um, 
So I've been trying to kind of find like a spot where it seems like somebody's all on one side or somebody's all on the other side. You know what I mean? For as far as like Mandela effects go. But it seems like when you talk to people, they're like intermixed, right? So what if we're looking at this whole perspective interdimensionally, like it's like two realities converging with each other when maybe it's more like just expanding on the idea. It may even be more than four, but what if there's, just imagine it as like circles overlaying each other, right? Where some of the memories for these two are the same, some of the memories for these two are the same, and then some of the memories for these ones are the same, and these are the same. So it's not like there's this side and this side because there's still the differentiating factor of the reality that's converging up here and the one down here, where they, maybe that's where you get the effect where like, um, just, I don't know if this one's for sure, but just an example of somebody says that there was... Uh, Shazam and somebody says that there was Luke I'm your father and then the other side would be uh what was the other one the one with uh the the other version of Shazam Kazam Kazam yes Kazam and no I'm your father and then within the reality up here you know there's no I'm your father and Kazam and then down here there's like the other one so it's like you can't necessarily view it as like two realities maybe it's like multiple realities all bubbling within each other so that's where like there's there can't be two set sides of two different realities because there's actually four or poss- potentially more all coming and converging into one point and maybe it kind of goes into the whole idea of like a bubble universe that the way bubbles work is that there'll be a bunch of little bubbles they'll start converging next to each other and then they'll all form into one giant bubble itself maybe that's what the dimensions are trying to do potentially because maybe there's something that's happening within reality that's causing it, all the bubbles to converge into one point, or maybe it's one of those things that uh, it's so giant cosmically that we think that, you know, we imagine bubbles as something that moves fast, but what if you're brought back the picture and you know, it, it's like things move faster when they're smaller versus slower when they're bigger, that kind of a concept that it's bubbling the same way it would bubble how we would look at bubbles. But from that bigger giant perspective, it's moving at that speed. But from our speed, it's moving extremely slow. So that's why it's been like a slow converging and not just like an instant thing, like bubbles bouncing and all becoming one together. Well, and even it kind of feels like to me, like time is kind of sped up a little bit in my opinion. Yeah. That just feels like it's faster. That's one thing that I've actually been talking about with a lot of people with the phenomenon. And uh, I've been kind of throwing this idea of like a lot of people say time isn't necessarily linear and they view it as more of like a circle, right? What if it's more than a circle where it is a circle? Yes, but it's spirals down where back in the day time was slower and that was the outside of the circle and we're converging down to maybe like a singularity point or some kind of specific point and it feels like time's moving faster because we're getting farther down in that spiral like an hourglass or something exactly because it seems like even just i don't know maybe it's just a matter of perspective as a human um because maybe your life just feels like it goes faster as time goes on or maybe there is a truth to it and not to mention the whole aspect of just how much faster life moves nowadays with advancements in technology too. It also makes it feel like everything's moving faster. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not just, maybe it could be perspective, but also maybe it is time itself moving faster. But again, if you're in it, you can't stand back and see the speed at which it's moving because you're you're in, in it at that time. Yeah. 
Well, and then on the other thought, possibly maybe it's certain people that have somehow went to another cube. Almost like they had the memory of this cube, but somehow something happened where they're now in this cube and now they're intermixed with the people of the other cube. But then there's still a group of people that were from the other cube with them kind of thing. It's like time slips. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've always enter- entertained the idea of time slips because there's just a, a lot of like weird stories of that I've I don't, I don't know if they're all factual or not because I've read them all, most of them on the internet, but just like people waking up and like their dog's a different breed or they wake up and just like their significant other looks like a little bit different. Um, I don't know. It kind of entertains that idea of like potential dimensional walking. And again, if all these re- realities are bubbling together in the way that, like I was saying, bubbles work where they kind of suck back and forth, maybe like the people are almost like the bubbles where they're getting sucked back and forth between these realities while all the like, bubbles yeah. are becoming one. Like here's the one bubble, and then all of a sudden, pop! Now it's now they're together. Now they're one bubble. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Getting into some uh, trippy interdimensional. I, I like getting into this deep stuff. I always like that in the shows with uh some weird deep concepts and thoughts. <laughs> well, like with the Mandela though, it, it's like it's more than just like brands and stuff for me. Like. I totally remember South America being a little bit more under North America. Uh, the Panama Canal like runs like kind of like that now instead of like this. I mean, I kind of even remember looking up cruises and the map was like of it going across like this, but now the Panama Canal like runs like that. And like their kidneys are like up here now. And I always remember them being below your rib cage. Yeah, because you get punched at kidney shots down here. Because I remember that from yeah, like that's boxing what and I shit. Always... Yeah. Yeah, no, now they're protected by the kidneys. Hmm. Um, like, drug enforcement agency is what I remember. But now it's drug enforcement administration. And, like... And there's so many. There's like, have you heard of, uh, okay. Have you always remember um, the first attack on American soil was Pearl Harbor. I I remember that from being a little kid because I always looked up history and stuff. Now all of a sudden, there's it's another event now. It's called Black Tom. And this is supposedly a Mandela effect. It's got to be because now I believe it's the first attack on American soil. I think the Nazis like blew up like like kilotons of TNT and it, it like even damaged the Statue of Liberty where they can't even do tours in the torch now. And it, and I think it was like like two, three hundred people died or something like that. See, I still wonder if like I was saying, it's actually like a. I mean, I I like to enter, entertain the dimensional theory, of course, because that's the more fun theory. But the other more conspiratorial theory is just the fact of rewriting history by changing things on the internet is extremely viable. For somebody who doesn't believe in all the crazy woo-woo interdimensional stuff, like I could definitely see that just for the sake of the whole misinformation campaign that's going on. Maybe they're trying oh, yeah. to test stuff potentially to see if they can like 
change one little thing on the internet and then it'll alter history altogether because everybody will believe that is fact. Because especially nowadays where everybody will do a Google search and the top answer is exactly what they believe and they don't question whether or not Google's right or wrong anymore. You know, think about how easy it is to completely change history off of that if you were one of the people that can control the answers that pop up on Google. I know, but I get, isn't it like certain things, like people's like old VHS tapes are changing and like old Bibles like that have been in like people's families have been changing. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's where it gets in more into like the interdimensional stuff. Um, but again, like, I don't know, man, maybe it's a matter of perspective too, that uh, they flip flop it too, where like maybe the Bibles were originally that. And actually, no, I couldn't even, I couldn't even see that because I remember as a kid learning again, the, the whole thing with March. And I don't get where that terminology would have came from besides the Bible. Yeah. But watch, you'll go back and uh, ask people about it. I'm going to ask people about this now, actually. I'm going to see if uh, anybody remembers being taught March comes in like a wolf and leaves like a lamb. Yeah. That... <sighs> the Bible ones blow my mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, dude. <laughs> Especially because like, they're so like taught over the masses that like you ask anybody that and I feel like more people are gonna say the lion and the lamb. Yeah, I feel like more yeah, without like saying something, like if you just like let them answer and just kind of like, hey, what's that scripture say or something like that? Like where you're not like where people can't say, Oh, you gave them the answer or something. Yeah, that. Yeah, because, but then it's weird, like, because, like, some of the Mandela effects, like, some of them change, like, in all the Bibles. And then certain ones only change, like, in the King James or in, like, three or four versions. But then the other ones are the normal, like. See, going into what I was saying about the whole conspiratorial aspect of things, maybe the old Bibles are still correct with the whole lion and the lamb thing. I'll have to ask some people about this and dig into it, and maybe they could potentially re like print new things with this new one, and then that's what's fucking people up. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking. No yeah, worries, man. Uh, yeah, that's. Oh man, that'd be. I don't know, man. Uh, it it it's blows them. It just blows them. I just don't. I see like there's so many things it could be, like. But then, like, but I don't know. But then, like, then there's the certain people that have the memory of how it, it has always been. And there, there's, like, old people and stuff that remember, like, how certain things were being. So I'm still old dimensional theory. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it's CERN, dude. I really don't think it's CERN. I kind of think it might be, like, something, like, like spirit, like maybe like a God or like a, like a Satan like figure maybe could be causing it. Potentially changing reality just for the sake of changing reality, just to see if it can do it kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 See one other idea that I've always entertained too, is maybe there's a solid timeline that all of these forces at B are trying to maintain everything on. But when you 
change things on that main timeline, it alters things in the other timelines. So maybe potentially we aren't the main timeline. We're one of the altered time. We're one of the side timelines. So everything's getting altered as this main timeline is being interfered with. And I don't know. I don't think people look at it from that perspective of not being the main timeline. Yeah. Yeah, that's true because yeah, because what time, like what, what we're describing about time, like it's maybe not just how most people perceive it to be. It's yeah, that's yeah, the Mandela effect, man. Uh, Getting deep on that one. <laughs> I, 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 I just still have so many questions with it. That's why I'm kind of into it so much because. I hundred percent remember certain things like it's just no question about it. I know it's an older topic, but it's always an interesting topic. So that being said, and what I like to do with it, I like to like not pay attention to it for a while, like a year or two, and then go back into it and see like, Oh, now this is all different than how I remember it. That's what I was going to say, because I bounce back and forth into the topic. So with all of the new things, we should uh, put together a show that's all just addressing the older, more popular Mandela effects and then end it with the uh, newer Mandela effects that people may not have heard of or noticed yet, like the 52 states thing. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, because there's like a YouTube channel. The guy like, he like travels around the world or something like and he like tries to document like the Mandela effects of like land masses and the land changes and stuff. And he says that it's 52 states, I think. So, so I'll just dig into weird. him too, because I haven't dug too much in the land masses thing other than the 52. But I don't know, Connecticut and DC. I know DC is exists as its own thing, but it's not considered a state. So maybe that one I could see where it's at. But I still would want to know what the 52nd state is because I don't know. I've never heard the Connecticut one or not Connecticut. Uh, you said Cincinnati one because Cincinnati's fucking ohio and that's how i've always known it yeah that's how i always remember it yeah and it's just i and it it's i feel like some stuff is like like people muddy the waters with stuff that's not even a mandela effect or something yeah just trying to throw people off because i've like listened to shows and stuff and like people are just wrapping stuff off and i'm like Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this really a Mandela effect or like are we just saying stuff? Cause like because like the 52 states one, like like I've always remembered it 50. And then then there'll be a couple people, oh no, I remember 52. I don't know. Pretty weird. So uh with all of this awesome, awesome conversation we've had today, I always like to end it on a high note. Not that uh, you know, we weren't necessarily on a bad note. But I guess just to just to bring it up a little bit, because the Mandela thing is a little bit back and forth. Uh, if there was any words of wisdom that you could bestow on the listeners, what would it be? It would be um, even if you disagree with somebody on something, at least hear them out, uh, listen to their side of things, be open minded, question all of it, question everything, and. Make sure you're always still learning. That's Let's two of that my <laughs> life mottos right there, actually, is question everything and never stop learning. And I tell my daughter that every single day. So two awesome pieces of advice to live by, at least that I, I personally live by, of course. 
Yeah, you always got to keep learning. <laughs> and uh, with any for anybody that uh, enjoyed the conversation, uh, where might they be able to come and contact you at? Uh, yeah, I don't really post much anything. I I, I have an Instagram. If you want to talk to me, we can. Uh, it's Narmosh Thrash, and uh, I'm starting a show here soon. So probably by February, I should have like. 15 minute video or something on a topic or something out so check out the instagram and uh, i'll be posting on there for when it updates or when i upload something and then that's about it but as of now i don't really post much but i am there if you want to talk to me that's cool give them something to look forward to in the future though because they can keep updated on your podcast and of course uh when you do start up your podcast I'm planning on having you back on anyways, but when you do start your podcast, have you back on and you can talk about it and, you know, get some more people going over your way to check it out. So cool. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate you making the time to have this conversation today, man. And I'm looking forward to the next one that we have. Yeah. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you having me on. And with that, if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, if anybody's interested in sponsoring the show, if anybody has a topic or a guest that they'd like to see on the show, or if you feel that there's anything at all you can contribute to the show, um, I'd love to hear from you. So you can either uh, shoot me a message on Instagram, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I'm usually the most active on. Um, you can also email me, and uh, the email is inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Um, you know, even if you just want to shoot me a message and have a conversation, I'd love to hear from you guys. So you can actually uh, message me through the link tree. There's a little contact thing up at the top. So if you want to do it that way, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. And there, again, you will also find the links to everything that I've mentioned on the show and the Instagram. So that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.